Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. My favorite day of the week in the podcasting universe, or at least the Really Riley one, that is, because it is Ask Riley Day. And... Yeah, of course, the segment's named after me, so that sounds kind of narcissistic, but I love it because I get to hear from what you guys want to hear, and I get to give you advice based on all the many, 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 many mistakes I have made in life, and that, what is that song, you know, Every Broken Road or whatever, <laughs> um, but you guys got some good ones. You had a lot this week, which is dope, because that makes my life a lot easier, depending on the questions, though. Um, with these, like I always say, I like to just get into it. I don't like to give out your names because I don't know that you guys want me to put out your business like that. Um, so I'm just going to get into it. Um, Lord have mercy. I almost just choked on this first question. I don't think I can read that one. Shit. Uh, when are you going to reveal the reason why you got fired and why you don't talk to anybody? Um, ping i don't want to get sued so i will just right now i've said everything that i can um and i don't talk to everyone because you know people show you who they are and it's all about forgiving for myself and healing and letting karma do its thing And I mean, yeah, like that show is officially no longer mine. You know, there's not anything about it that has got my stamp on it now or anybody else's for that matter. But yeah, trust me, you guys, it's not, it's not a situation where I want to be like secretive. It's not that. It's just, I'm not trying to get sued. Um, what candles do I need to buy the pop-up this weekend? Yes, girl. Um, so I have my pop-up at the Seedling Collective on Sunday from 12 to 6. I'm going to be out there all day with Luxury Sparks Jewelry LLC. I'm so excited. They graciously invited me to come out and be there and co-pop, <laughs> I don't know, with them. Um, so I have a lot of really good goodies for you new um, designs that you guys haven't seen before, a lot of vintage inspired stuff, some actual vintage pieces that I've been teasing you on the Instagram at House of W by Riley. I'm so excited for some of these goodies. Like I started using the mica powder in my waxes. So basically what that does is when it's drying or when it's curing, it looks a lot darker than it is. But like I did that blue aqua one that I posted on House of W by Riley on Instagram. Um, but when it burns, it like sparkles and the wax turns a darker color. It's so pretty. And there's one that I'm like, ah, I have this beautiful like um, clear quartz geode on top of it. It's so ocean inspired. I just, oh, I want to keep it for myself. But I won't be selfish. I will bring it out there. And you guys, side note, if I start coughing throughout this podcast, my allergies have been horrible. Like, first of all, I woke up looking like a puffer fish and... uh yeah, I've just been hacking all day. So bear with me, friends. We keep it real. Um, did you listen to your old show yesterday? No, I did not. Um, like I said, there's nothing within that show anymore that is me anymore. It's not something like, you know, yeah, I, I helped that show get off the ground and, you know, 
be revamped from the Kane show and I put my soul into it and then I'm not there anymore like that. Poof. And I don't like to, I call it emotional cutting. You know what I mean? Even though I don't like to do it, I do do it sometimes. And I don't do that though. That for me is way too painful. That for me, I don't know how to process those emotions yet because sometimes when I hear certain voices, I'm like, Ugh. you know, and even though cer- certain voices are still on my intro, but um, I didn't want to take my emotions that far because I am a very strong motherfucker, but I didn't want it to hurt that bad. Because I know that it's there. It happened. It's here we go. The bandaid has been ripped off. It's officially over. Um, not that it wasn't before, but I didn't. Because if it's great, great. Good for them. And I mean that because I've always said this. If I'm not the one for the job and somebody can do it better, great. I need to step aside or try harder or make that person a part of my team. I've said that many a time. I, you know, I was a part of that team. I set the stage and I, the shoes to be filled were mine. And if those shoes are filled, great. I'm not going to sit there and spend the rest of my life hating that. But I also don't want to punish myself and listen to it. And I don't, I'm going to bring, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to bring back my power and be like, there is no other me. There is nobody replacing me. It's I'm one of a kind because we all are. And what I brought to the airwaves is different than what anybody else could ever, will ever, because that's just my voice. So, no, I didn't. Who controls the thermostat in the house? Me. So I also have this like really, I have really bad circulation. I've been tested for Raynaud's phenomenon, which is where like your fingers turn blue in the winter, which they do sometimes, but I've always had poor circulation. I'm always fucking cold, but I grew up in Florida. It's always hot there. So I never really noticed it. But then when I went to Michigan, my first year in radio, oh my God, like I, I had this boo-boo ass little car. I didn't know how to, I didn't know to like heat the car up first and defrost but also my car wouldn't do that because it was such a piece of shit that it wouldn't, the heat wouldn't be on unless the car was physically moving. <laughs> I think about that, like stopping at red lights in the middle of dead ass winter in Michigan. Think, think about that, like trying to like will the red light to turn green because my heat would not be on unless the car was moving. Yeah, that car was a piece of shit. But no, um, I control the thermostat because my fingers turn blue sometimes in winter. And even though they said I don't have Raynaud's phenomenon, like my feet are always cold. I'm always cold, cold, cold. So I control the thermostat. I like it cold at night when I'm trying to sleep, but not like super freezing. But I'm also the person that's like, I'm freezing, Marshall. And then, because he can control it from his watch. I don't have that ability. I just control the temperature. Um, But then I start sweating at night. So yeah, me. Keep it fabulous, lady. Life happens to you or no, for you and not to you, you rock. I, you rock too. And that's a, that's a phrase my husband says all the time. I don't know why I was choking on that one. If you could interview anyone in the world, who would it be and why? I love this question. Um, immediately, I would always want to say pink, but I've said this before too. I never want to interview her. I would never want to like chat with her in some weird professional setting because A, I'd be too fucking nervous and B, I would just want to have like a, a meal with her and sit down and like really chat because that woman 
through her songs and her attitude and her, you know, fuck everybody that's an asshole type ways has gotten me through so many spaces in life. Having said that, if I got nervous and fumbled all over an interview and she thought I was an idiot, I would just die. Like if she was having a bad day and she was on her period and was just like mean for a minute because we all have those moments, I would just die. So that one's going to stay in Never Never Land. Um, I would have loved to interview Princess Diana um, because she was like one of the people unfortunately and tragically so on the forefront of everything in media, if you think about it right now, from the dangerous aspect of how fans and paparazzi treat um, celebrities and she lost her life for it, but also like in terms of like cancel culture and things like that, like she was the people's princess, but there was also times that she was like shunned for you know, not being with Charles anymore. And then she was also like body shamed for her weight and all that stuff. And maybe she wasn't like the first one ever, but that was my, like when my people's princess growing up, like I was obsessed with her. And I think that would be really cool to interview her now and see what she would think about what the Royal family is doing now, the whole situation with Megan and Harry and, you know, Charles finally being King and the woman that he cheated on her with being queen. Like we never, ever, ever thought that was going to happen. Like, holy shit. Um, but on like a lower level of like celebrities that are just, I don't want to say lower level. I think I would love to interview Bethany Frankel because she's such a fucking Mecca. She was a real housewife in New York. She's one of my OG favorites. She has a podcast of her own, a couple of them actually. And, she's a bomb ass businesswoman. Like she made billions, probably billions by now off of skinny girl. And now she's like catapulted that into, you know, being a mega everything really, you know, cause she's got food lines. She's got salad dressing. She's got jeans. She's I think launching swimwear. If she hasn't already, maybe beauty. She's like the biggest influencer in terms of beauty on TikTok. for going to sakes. And you know, she also is a philanthropist. I can swear. I talk for a living, I swear. She gives back, basically, with her be strong that it's just like she goes to all over the world providing relief after natural disasters and things like that. So she's a boss-ass bitch. Who else? Um, I mean, this is like a, I've interviewed a lot of big celebrities, so I think the ones that I want to interview now are like a little bit more off the cuff. Angelina Jolie. Uh, I think she would have a really, really cool story which, you know, we've heard it before, but I think she'd also be a difficult person to interview. I get that vibe from her because she's probably a lot more reserved than she used to be back in the day when she was on the red carpet with Billy Bob Thornton drinking his blood and licking him. You know, like she's a much different woman after everything that she went through with her divorce and having six freaking kids. And, you know, I think that would be a neat story. Who else? Um, I want to interview Ariana Maddox. Like she's the it girl of the moment from Vanderpump Rules. But of the other Bravo folk, I'd probably want to interview. I want to say Teresa just for like the viral aspects of it. But I feel like me and her would fight from Real Housewives in New Jersey because she just works my nerves. How like she's the worst. Like, oh, my God. She talks to you in circles and there's like no changing her mind about anything and it's like if you catch her in a lie or you catch her in like, you know, something that's not true, like you contradicted yourself. She's like, what are you talking about? I didn't blah, 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 blah. Like, and she'll just like talk circles around you. Yeah, no, not her. That would trigger me. But yeah, Princess Diana for sure. Um, 
How long did it take you post-pregnancy to feel like you had control of your body back? Okay. So baby number one, yeah, I don't want to make anybody like ready to puke, but baby number one was like really easy for me. Like I think God only gives you as much as you can handle because I was a single mom with that one. Pregnancy was relatively easy. There was no complications whatsoever. I had heartburn really bad, but like I didn't have like swelling, you know, like I gained, you know, the the uh, appropriate amount of weight and the birth was sort of not easy, but like it wasn't, there wasn't super amounts of complications. Um, and I really just kind of healed quick. I think God in the universe knew that because I went back to work after like four weeks because I didn't have the proper insurance and nobody told me about it and I didn't have any money. So I had to go back. Um, but I didn't really have like, I don't remember having like a whole bunch of healing or sorry, close your ears if you're sensitive, any like really bad after bleeding. And I kind of bounced back quickly from that one. I did start working out about five months after Lyric was born, but I was younger by seven, almost seven years than my second one. And my second one with Malin, oh my God, I still don't feel like I have control of my body back. Not like that, like in a lot of ways, because I had very severe postpartum with both of them. And I was a dumbass and didn't pay more attention to that. But in terms of getting it back, I think I felt into my full Riley essence probably when Malin was about six months old. Um, that's when I was like turning 40 and I felt like my body, because I had done a lot of work pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy and went back to the gym as soon as I possibly could. And I've told you guys about this before, though, that there's certain aspects of that that I regret because I think I pushed a little too hard. And I'm not talking about in the gym. I'm more talking about mentally that I like ignored a lot of the postpartum because when I'm in the gym, when I was violently vomiting throughout my entire pregnancy, literally up to three days before I gave birth, the only time I felt okay, sick wise or mentally was in the gym. So don't come for me about that. The gym wasn't what did it. It was more like I was pushing myself to go back to work. I had to be that girl behind the mic. I had to be there for the listeners. I had to be there for the show. And <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think it was about six months and it was more, like I said, it was more of a mental thing. Like I just felt very beautiful and delicious. Yes, I said delicious in my own skin because I was really proud of the two babies I'd brought into the world. I was getting married. I had just bought a house. And physically, yes, I had done the work and I loved the skin that I was in. Has my body ebbed and flowed and my and my mental ebbed and flowed since then? Yeah. Like I felt more in control and more assertive and more in love with my physical body at that five months. And now it goes up and down. I mean, I'm a little squishier than I was then, but that's all right. I'll get back to it. But I did feel very in control of my, you know, nutrition and my workouts and my mental health and everything was hitting. I don't, I don't like necessarily to compare my situation to everyone else's because even within my two pregnancies, everything was different. Everything. Like Malin made me so damn sick. Um, I couldn't eat chicken for like six months after that because I threw up on a chicken wing while I was pregnant with him. So Yeah but you'll get it back. Like it, I know that after pregnancy sucks. You're basically wearing a damn diaper that you're just bleeding in the whole time. And they're these net ugly ass things. And you know, your boobs, I've always had big boobs, but 
they were they were gigundo. Like I had torpedo tits. Like it, ugh. And just I had that hormonal line that stayed there with me for a good five six months afterward too. Like down the stomach. I don't know if everybody gets that, but like, you know, I don't have a very large amount of stress marks, but I had some new ones. I mean, those don't really bug me as much as maybe, you know, because they're lighter and that's just a genetic thing. You know, yes, you can slather yourself all over with oils and all the things, but if you're genetically disposed to get them, you're probably going to get them. Um, but yeah, I like be patient with the trying to get back to normal. Like I, I explain it as this. Like your body literally went through like a car crash, especially your tutu, your vagina, like trying to birth this child. And then you're thrust into this thing screaming at you at all hours of the day. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My first kid, I was so scared for the first three months that I was going to break him. And then Malin too, even though I had help this time around. So be patient with the whole trying to rush to get back to being in control of your body because your body just created a whole nother life. That's, that's a big ass thing. You know, you're not going to be the person that you were before as much as I have clung to most of my previous self before I was a mother, because that was also important to me physically. I'm not going to tell you not to get back into the gym or get physical as soon as you can. Cause I did. And I don't regret that part, but mentally you have to give yourself a beat. You really do. For you and for your baby. Um, what were you like at 16? I've come so far since then. Celebrate your growth. Oh, 16. So this is kind of weird. Because at 16, I was more like myself now than I was in any other space in life. I just got such goosebumps when I said that too. Because... 16 years old was when my first love broke up with me. And yes, your girl's got daddy issues, and I know that now, but at the time, that breakup was horrible. Like, nothing rocks you like your first love. And I didn't know what to do with those feelings. I didn't know what to do with the grief of it all, like my mom wasn't one to talk about feelings, never sat me down. Nobody talked to me about sex. Like my stepfather was not there. You know, he was not a great man. And I ended up losing so much of that innocent self, like the positive, bubbly, looking forward to life girl within that that I later got back, you know, I later learned, regained, pulled, scratched, bit, fought, you know, pillaged to get back my positivity, manifested. Let me not forget that. Um, But I was wide-eyed and wild. Really, really ready to love. Really, really ready to, like, have that feeling of being in love with someone. Really ready to get married, which is nuts. I wasn't as confident in myself just being by myself as I am now. I was looking, searching, grasping for love. And that tore me up for the better part of my childhood into early adult life. 
you know, because after that breakup happened, I ended up doing everything you shouldn't. I started masking all the pain of all that with, you know, I would go out and drink. I would sneak out of the house, started later, a couple of years later, doing some drugs, you know. And that's why I tell you guys, like, I miss radio so much because I stayed on a shitty path like that for a long time up until I got into radio and had something worth changing for. But yeah, 16, I was still just as fucking sassy. I still loved fashion. Had a lot curlier hair then. Um, still athletic. I was in cheerleading and gymnastics. Um, yeah, a lot closer to the girl that you see today than the years in between. Good question, friends. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for showing me how to be strong and get my confidence back. Boo. Oh, my God. No, girl. I might have given you a little bit of a window into a light, but that was all you. But I'm proud to have been a part of it. No question. Just want to give you a shout out for still living your dream and keep killing it. Oh, God. You guys, I am trying. I'm not going to lie. Most of you that listen to this podcast know the reason. It was a little bit of a blow. You know, and it's also a blow to know that, like, you would think if people would sleep well at night, they would do things to be able to sleep well at night and maybe at least reach out and not have some sort of an excuse as to, like, well, I reached out to you, but you sent me some bullshit that was basically a red receipt to keep your ass clean. You would think that they would check up or, you know, whatever. But I guess if that didn't happen when my dog died, it's not going to happen now. But having said that, I appreciate you guys for being there for me. Because that, above anything else, makes it so much easier to let go of what was before and so much easier to actually believe this really did fucking happen for the best reason possible. Haven't seen all of the fruits of that yet, but you guys are for sure one of the biggest reasons I know everything's going to be okay. You want another baby if God permits? Nope, we are done. Um, couple reasons like money is a factor. Obviously I wanted a girl really badly, but now I have my two boys and I couldn't imagine anything else. And also though, I'm going to be 42 in September. So I'm already going to be 50 with a damn 10 year old, you know? Um, and I want to be able to have the later part of my life with my husband and, you know, cause we didn't get a lot of time together before that. And I love my boys, but I just think also too, because Lyric is, seven about to be eight and Malin is two there. There's such a big gap there that I feel like that would be harder to give the first two a childhood. That's, you know, fun and everybody gets to do something. Cause it's hard enough to do it with a seven year old and a five year old or a two year old to find stuff that everybody can do. Um, but I feel like there is a closeness there with Lyric and Malin that I love and I don't really want to screw with that. And plus I'm tired. Um, do you talk to the one that replaced you at all no not anymore Um, no ill will towards her Uh, how do I say this I don't begrudge anybody for stepping into a role to further themselves I begrudge the actions that came after 
and the boo-boo shit that was said. That's what I begrudge. So for my own mental health, I was like, I'm just going to cut it off. No bad, like, blood or words said, really. Not that I really even care to, like, drudge up, but no. Nope, we don't talk. Um, differently, and it's probably, wait, oh, sorry, here's the first part of the question. How is your parenting different from Marshall's? My husband is wonderful, however, we parent differently is the o- probably the only reason we fight. Okay, so Marshall and I are really the same in a lot of things. Like, we're not, like, gentle parents, or it's like, oh, it's okay, you just spilled red grape juice all over my couch. No, like, I would say that we're more on the strict side, but yet my mom was in town last weekend and she took him out to dinner and out to a movie and she was like, he was so polite and he said, thank you. And he was so easygoing and he was just, you know, cool about it. Why do you think that is? So Marshall and I are both in the same wavelength in that way. We're, we're not raising brats. We believe in chores. We believe in, you know, spoiling them and giving them lots of great experiences. But the minute they get bratty, we're not fucking having that. We parent differently in the way of the things that chap his ass versus the ones that chap mine. For me, like the last couple of bites of things, the whole clear your plate shit, I'm like, whatever. You know, sometimes I'm just like, fine, don't eat it. Marshall gets picky about stuff like that. I don't like that because, you know, there'd be times where my stepfather would like make me drink a glass of milk at dinner. You had to. And I was like, can I just have some water with dinner and I will drink the glass of milk afterwards. But no, it was like, you have to. And now I don't like milk. Like now I won't drink it at all. And I'm not saying that that's the worst thing in the world. It's just, I don't have those little idiosyncrasies that bother me. And I'm not saying Marshall sits there and makes him stuff his face if he doesn't want it. It's just like, it bothers him more than it bothers me when he doesn't, you know, just like, he likes things very regimented and I do too though. Like, so I can't fault him for that because that's why our house is like semi clean, but he is, I think he's a tad OCD in there somewhere. So I think sometimes I have to be like, just let it go, you know, or there's certain things that rambunctious boys do, which really that's not lyric. I think Malin's going to be the one we're going to have fun with, but he gets like irritated about the, like, everything being out of sorts more than I do in that way. Like in his car, like he's very just no food in the car. He's getting better though. Thank God. Cause it was just like no food in the car. I'm like, okay, you have a choice. When one of them is fucking screaming, give him the damn cookie. And then you can't leave the other one out. Even though a lot of times lyrics okay with being left out because he understands it mounts too. But I think it's just, he can be a little bit more rigid than I can be at times. And I think sometimes he will forget that, he was a kid too. And from the stories that I hear about him being a kid, he was a very, very spicy one. But also I have to remember that I've been at this for four, three, three years and some change more than him. And I had to do it by myself. And I'm also six and a half years older than him. So I get that parenting differently though. Like it's just, sometimes it sucks, but you know, you can't be that you don't morph into the same person the minute you get married. Um, what would you say your vice is if you have one? I feel like everyone has one. Um, well, it used to be booze for sure. And I just told you that back in the day, I used to experiment a little bit. But yeah, booze used to be my best friend. And then when I realized that it couldn't be anymore, that I was heading down a road I could foresee being bad, I said to myself, like, let's stop this for a month. 
let's get the fitness on because truth be told, like the scale wouldn't move. I hit a plateau and I was like, well, let's, you know, see if we can remove that because that's what everybody's telling me. And then it became like a challenge with me. I said, all right, let's try six months. That seemed like a fucking psycho move. And then I hit a year and now it's been like five and a half. So that was my vice, but what's my vice now? Um, I like to smoke the occasional cigar. I know that's really bad for you and your skin, but like, yeah, you're right. Like everybody has one. So that's probably mine. That's my little like naughty thing, I guess. Um, I can't afford a trainer. So where does one start in learning how to work out? It's so confusing. Okay. I totally get that because there was no me going to a gym aside from certain cardio machines before I started working with a personal trainer or before, you know, like I was able to graduate from that and have my own way about me in the gym, but also like put together my own program. My husband still does my programs for the most part. Um, but I can now go around and take up space. As I say, I would say, don't try to start with like deadlifting and doing cleans and power swinging the kettlebells just yet. I would say pick a plan of what you want to work on and then you got to modify it a little bit because you can't just do straight cardio. That ain't it. And if you want to learn how to lift weights, you have to make sure the strength and the form is there. I will say this though. A lot of times when you sign up for a gym, they will give you a like a few lessons or like sessions with a trainer. I think sometimes you get like two and you can ask them what the basics are. And side note, if ever trainers walking around that says trainer and you say, Hey, is there a proper form that I could do this? And they don't take two minutes to show it to you. That's a problem. I mean, I'm not saying they have to, it's not their job because they get paid for that. And the club wants them to get paid for that. But most of the time, if you ask people, they're they're not going to be an asshole and not show you. I would, if you see me in the gym, I'll help you for sure. Um, unless I'm in the middle of a rep, <laughs> don't do that. But there's a lot of great YouTubes out there that will show you. And I mean that when I'm telling you do not deadlift without doing that form, damn it. And there's a lot of micro movements. So I get that it's overwhelming. I would start with the machines first. Because there's diagrams there. So start with what you want to work on. You want your ass bigger? Okay. You got to do some cardio and you have to do repetitive things. Like a lot of times the shit that's boring is the stuff that does the most work for you. Um, So I would say start, if you're just starting out with a goal, two days a week, then three days a week, then five. I know that sounds like a lot, but you get addicted to it. And if you really want that movement, because after a while your body's going to hit a plateau with whatever you're starting with. Um, pick probably depending on where you are fitness wise, like three to five exercises. And of those exercises do six, no, let's say eight to 12 reps. If it's eight, like eight reps, if you're dying at the end, 10, if you feel like meh, I can do a little bit more. 12, if you're like, I can do a little bit more, but get when you get to 12, you're dying. Um, and okay, so 12 reps, but three sets. So three sets of each, three sets of 12 of each exercise. Um, and if you want to stay centralized in the beginning, like just doing legs one day or just doing, 
you know, biceps one day or like upper body, lower body type thing. Start there because that gets less overwhelming. And make sure you throw in your cardio and make sure you stretch, damn it. Because I didn't stretch for so long during the pandemic like a bad girl and I know better. Messed up my shoulder a little bit because y'all remember when that rib popped out. Um, But yeah, start start a little small and don't be afraid to go in there and just do you. Fuck anybody that's looking at you, seriously. Because they're looking at you shady for trying to better yourself. Fuck them, one. And two, they've got major things wrong inside if they do that. Um, What would you do if your candle business blew up tomorrow? Would you be ready? Ooh, like, yes and no. Yes, because obviously that'd be amazing. And no... Oh, let's go back to the amazing part. Yes, I would be ready. Yes, yes, yes. Cause we're going to manifest that because it's something I created out of nowhere just because I had a passion for it. It was something that I loved doing. It was calming. It was soothing. I loved creating. I still do. Um, that's really neat to have like a business pop out of your passion because that's what radio was too. But when I say that radio was, you know, like if that blew up and that was my main focus, which I would embrace it too. That would mean closing the door on radio for a good amount of time, if not forever. And I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. But as is before, the universe decides shit for you. I would still always, really Riley ain't going nowhere, damn it. But I don't know that I'm ready to just be out of terrestrial radio forever yet. So you asked, I answered, and that's the real answer. Um, We all have one for sure more, but never celebrate it. Oh, I love this. So what's your superpower? Oh, I would have to say my superpower is having the ability to make people feel seen. I've been told I'm an empath and I think that I am. I'm pretty sure that I am. And I feel like I can look at people and kind of know what their soul needs to hear in a no bullshit way. And I think that's probably because so many times people weren't able to tell that to me. Or they would say it, and I'm like, God, if they could have just said this, or blah, 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 blah. But I think I have a really strong ability to look at a person no matter what they are, who they are, where they come from, what they have, what they don't have, and help them to see like the the light in them. Because I feel like with people, everybody has their moment where they can change their life on a dime. They just need that that spark, I guess. And I hope that I've been really good at doing that for others. Because once upon a time, somebody did that for me. And I'll never forget it. Thanks, Kane. <laughs> Y'all making me cry, damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> three people, dead or alive, you'd want to have dinner with. All right. Um, well, we already went to the interview one. Um, I already said Princess Diana as an interview, so let me think. I would... That's a tough one. Damn. I would. Is pink still count? I got to put her on there. Cause yes, I wouldn't want to interview her, but I would want to have dinner with her. 
dead or alive. Damn. Um, let's see. I've said this before. I would kind of want to have dinner with Marilyn Monroe. And I would love to ask her like what she would have done differently, what she thinks of media and stars and celebrities today, what she thinks of her legacy, if she's proud of it or not. Um, I would want to have the real skinny on JFK. Yeah. And back in the day, y'all may not know this if you didn't pay attention in history, but Anne Boleyn, um, because she literally took a man and took an empire and turned it around and this, she later lost her head for it, but she was able to seduce a man, a very powerful man into making her queen. And she, you know, her daughter was one of the greatest queens in history, but I would want to talk to her and know what that was and have that pressure of like, produce a boy or you're worthless or you die or like, you know, being able to manipulate power as a woman back then would you could die just for sneezing wrong in front of a man. That'd be interesting. I mean, not that like what most of what she did was cool in some ways. He was married. He had a wife. He had children. He just didn't have a boy, but she finagled her way on in there. But that shit wasn't cool at all. But the 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 other parts of it, that'd be kind of neat to talk to her about. Favorite beach you have visited? Um, Obviously, Puerto Rico's the top. I've been to Puerto Rico, Mexico, St. Lucia, and Jamaica. But I would say it was Jamaica, not because of the beach, though. It was because of the feeling I had. That was the one and only vacation before I had children that I took off on Thanksgiving and went with my friends on Thanksgiving instead of going home for Thanksgiving like I did forever. Because holidays at my mom's house are... There were some good memories, but for the most part back then it was like horrid and I just felt like I needed a vacation from my vacation when I got back. But this was the one year that I was like, screw it. We're going to go. At the time I was still drinking. I was like, we we're going to drink. We're going to have like some brownies, you know, what kind of brownies on the beach. And it was a great time. It was just memories that were just like really crazy good. And it was my first real stake of independence. And my last one before I had kids, um, are you at all interested to do radio for another show or company? Fuck yeah. I 100% would. But like, that's why it was so devastating to lose the position that I did that was, I thought, destined for me and one that I had sort of manifested my whole life. Um, Being that I started in, I, I interned with Kane and, you know, I used to always say, and I still say this, that I want to change someone's life the way that he changed mine. And I know that there's a lot of in between there and a lot of things that happen that might make some people go, Ugh. and someday very soon I'm going to go into that. But I would give anything except my family's happiness. And that's hard. Cause they want you to pick up and move everything and give everything. And I would for the right thing. So there's that. Oh Lord. That emotional video was that during the time the station 
made the mistake. Um, okay, so yeah, I posted a video on my TikTok, Rally Couture 7, and my podcast IG page, Really Rally Podcast. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, it was the day I got fired, and it's me in the car, like, just singing along and crying my eyes out, guttural cries to Kesha's praying. Um, that was a night that is a little difficult for me to like remember and visualize to tell a story in my head because I was not in a good place. And I left the house. I looked at Marshall. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of the house. I gotta, I need some time for me. I need to clear my head. I, Usually always hug my boys before I walk out the door anytime and I just left. It was like seven o'clock at night and I just drove and I just screamed and I didn't have any destination. And I pulled over on the side of the road and I put the Kesha song on and I just sang to it and cried to it and just let myself cry. And I hadn't done that at that time in like a year because I knew if I cried about what was happening, that I knew what was happening for a while, but I didn't want to believe it and everybody else told me wasn't happening, that I would just fall into myself, that I would just fall apart. And at the time I couldn't, there was still hope. I could still fix this. I, you know, it would change. He wouldn't do that. Like, and at that moment, I let all of those floodgates go, you know, because I used to go to the bathroom at work and just like cry for a minute. But then, of course, you got like five minutes in between breaks. I would suck it up, tell everybody that I just had a sneezing attack if they asked me what was wrong and go back to it. And nobody ever knew. Um, but I took a video of that moment because I knew even then that it was going to get astronomically better. And sometimes you forget how far you've come. One of my favorite fucking sayings is, I didn't come this far, I'd only come this far. And I didn't, even now. So it was a little tricky for me to post that, but I always connect with you guys that way of like the really raw moments. And I know some people are watching that going, oh my God, really? Jesus. I could just hear it. I could hear it right now. Well, yeah, fuck you. It hurt. And that was real and it was raw and it was wrong. So I appreciate your guys' love on that video too because it really does help. I mean, I'm not fucking bionic. I have my moments of pain and hurt and flailing like a fish out of water just like everybody else. I've honed some ways to bring myself back to center and I will do it every time. And I don't have to worry about what does or doesn't happen on the other end because karma don't forget shit. And with that, I leave you guys. I hope you have a really great night. Um, Be listening on Friday. I cannot wait for this interview with Sarah V, one half of the Izzy fam, huge social media influencer, sweetheart, one of my good friends. It's going to be a good one. So hit me up at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com, text line 410-604-8895. 
House of W by Riley on Instagram, Really Riley Podcast on Instagram, Riley Couture on Instagram, TikTok is Riley Couture 7, and yeah, DMs are always open. Love you guys longest, and I will talk to you on Friday. It's Really Riley.